Zachariah makes it very clear his name is John. Why should we be talking about John the Baptist two days before Christmas? Oh yes, he's the last of the prophets. He proclaims that Jesus is coming very soon and calling the people to repentance, but he noticed the scribes and the Pharisees, and he shouts out to them, Who are you to flee from the wrath to come? Is that a message that we want to hear around Christmas time? I mean, I have never seen a cookie cutout of John the Baptist. Oh, you'll see cookie cutouts of just about every Christmas character, but never John the Baptist. He isn't a cuddly kind of saint. He doesn't comfort us as much as he challenges us to repent. And part of Advent is repentance. Most of us have not been to confession for over two years. The pandemic kept us away. But now this year, we have an opportunity to get back to that sacrament. Now, maybe you've already gone, and maybe you still will. But one thing that is really, really important to know is that when John the Baptist calls people to repentance, he calls them to full repentance. What do I mean by that? When we go to confession, we usually confess our sins of commission, the breaking of the Ten Commandments, one or the other. But there are also other sins. And when we examine our conscience, I think, these sins don't come to mind that often. Things I could have done, but didn't do. We call those sins of omission. And you know, there's only one place in the whole of the New Testament that talks about how we will be judged. And Jesus calls us and says, When I was hungry, you gave me to eat. Thirsty, you gave me to drink. Ill or in prison, you came to visit me. Naked, and you clothed me a stranger, and you welcomed me. We'll be judged by the way we love and by the way we love selflessly and sacrificially. Let me tell you a true story. Way back in 2001, right before Christmas, Cardinal Sin sent a letter to all of the parishes in the Archdiocese of Manila and to Greenbelt Chapel, where I was serving. And I remember reading this letter to the people, and it started out easily enough. It said, this year, Christmas has to be different for us. We need to have solidarity with the people of America who have suffered so much and lost so many people, 10,000. He says, so I am directing that all parishes in the Archdiocese of Manila have a holy hour on all Saturdays of Advent. You see the people shaking their heads as if to say, ah, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll do my best to get to that holy hour. And then I read, all Fridays of Advent will be days of fast and abstinence. And you can see that people are kind of Huh? Fast and abstinence. Isn't that Ash Wednesday and Good Friday? This is Advent. We don't do that. And the party is going to be on Friday. Oh, well, we'll change it to Thursday, and then we won't have a problem. And then the big bomb, the big explosion, the next sentence said, 
there shall be no parties in the Archdiocese of Manila, and all the monies that you would use for those parties must, not it would be a good idea, may I suggest, must be given to the poor. Well, maybe this Christmas can be different too, as that Christmas was for me. I remember going back home to St. Thomas More Church in Allentown, Pennsylvania, midnight mass, it was packed. And I read that letter. And I said, this is what the people of the Philippines are doing for us. And I could see tears in many of the eyes of the parishioners. But so often they would see the Philippines as a place where they send aid. But now here was the Philippines reaching out to us in solidarity, in prayer, and in sacrifice. It deeply moved us. Well, maybe this Christmas can be different for you. Maybe over the next couple of days we can have powerful solidarity and think about, even though it will make us sad, to think about the people of North Korea under Kim Jong-un, who whole families are sent to these gulags, sent to these internment camps where they are literally starved and worked to death. They never get to celebrate any kind of Christmas, and they can be whipped to death for making the sign of the cross. And maybe we can take time to realize how many refugees there are from Ukraine living in the countries immediately surrounding them, and how generous and kind people have been welcoming them into their homes. Maybe we can pray for them in thanksgiving for the generosity of these people. And particularly, maybe we can think about all those who have lost someone in that horrible war in Ukraine and pray that at Christmas time next year, there will be peace. And maybe on Christmas Day or the day before, or the days during Christmas week, we can notice those that we omit from our lives, except to feel sorry for them. And that would be the poor, the poor that we see on the streets. Maybe you could buy a sandwich at Jollibee's or make one yourself, and then pray and say, Lord, point out somebody to whom you want me to be Christmas, to whom you want me to be generous. Surprise me, huh? And then you go out maybe in the afternoon and you will see someone who is poor, you don't have to go very far, and simply go up to them and say, Anawang pangalan mo, and they will tell you their name, Tagasaanka, and they will tell you maybe what province they come from. Then say to them, have you had merienda yet? No, I have an extra sandwich. Would you like it? Yes, thank you. And then ask them if they would be in a selfie for you. And nobody ever asks a poor person to be in a selfie. Maybe a celebrity would be a selfie with us, but a poor person. And then keep that picture. Maybe even show it to your friends and pray for them. You see, it's not about the big Christmas things we do on Christmas, 
What about the little Christmas things we do all year long to take care of our sins of omission? His name is John. These two days before Christmas, he calls us to interior change, to notice those areas of your life where I don't notice, and to say, Lord, give me eyes to see what you saw when you walked this earth and make me be Christmas to someone else.